At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Hour three of the Nightcap here on VSN alongside John King. I'm Tim Murray. Going to be joined by Kenny White momentarily. Get his thoughts on the upcoming weekend of college football. I thought you were pulling out a money clip over there. <laughs> I'm an IFB clip uh, cut not, off. Not working? Yeah, now it's back on. Can All you right. hear me? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But yes. Interesting, uh, interesting take there. Going with Utah State, huh? Money line. All right. I, I bet Kenny White agrees. Uh, we'll see. It's not, yep. I don't think it's one of his favorite plays, yeah. uh, but we will see. I, uh, he hasn't we'll, thought about it yet. We are a cigar bet. I think Kenny's thought of every bowl game. And uh, we will start with the first bowl game uh, of – actually, not the first bowl. Well, well, we'll get to Kenny now. Kenny, what's going on? We appreciate you joining hey us. How are you doing? Good evening. Oh, crazy, crazy. I'm just, you're trying to put together a, a newsletter and college stats and <laughs> crunching numbers and adjusted stats, and I found some, you know – uh, some new some new um, algorithms that I came up with for college football. So I'm excited about that and putting it all together. That's uh, it's a uh, it's a full time job. Uh, How are you guys doing tonight? We're great. We're going back and forth. We just uh, had a little uh, disagreement on a bowl game. So uh, we'll see if maybe we can uh, get your opinion on that one. But we know you've keyed in on a handful of games that will be played this weekend. Um, and it starts on Friday. Looking at the Bahamas Bowl, do you have anything in the Bahamas Bowl right now here at Circa? Toledo laying 10 with a total of 50 and a half. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, down to 50 and a half, that's the right move on the total. Um, this These two defenses have been very good all year. Uh, Middle Tennessee, 25th in the country at 5.1 yards of play allowed. And then Toledo, number 14, allowing just 4.9 yards of play. And these are two teams that have gone through quarterback transitions throughout the year. Uh, Rick Stockstill, Middle Tennessee State. Um, has gone through two starters, three starters, and now he's to a fourth starter. Um, a freshman, Nick Badiato, is the uh, starting quarterback now at Middle Tennessee State. Um, but this team has played well down the stretch. They started two and four. Last six games, they are four and two ATS uh, to get that bowl bid. But uh, I think Toledo is in a little better shape. They lost their their best quarterback, Eli Peters. Uh, begin the year, but this Dequan Finn has been amazing. 16 touchdown passes, one interception. He's a dual threat guy. Uh, he's he's been awfully good. Um, but I think again, it's it's all about the defense, and that's how Middle Tennessee State got here, the defensive end. And I think this game will be a uh, lower scoring football game. But the total has gone down a little bit, so some of the value is gone. Yeah, right now sitting at 50 and a half, and also check the weather. Uh, winds always a, a factor down there. Uh, in the Bahamas, that kicks off bowl season, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on Friday. The nightcap on Friday is the MAC champion, Northern Illinois, 
against Coastal Carolina. Now, Northern Illinois, you could say a little smoke and mirrors this year, a lot of close wins, and uh, Coastal Carolina, uh, not nearly as dominant as last year, but still end up, you know, with, uh, I think, an 11-1 record. Grayson McCall will be playing. It just ticked to 11 here at circa 10.5 pretty much everywhere else, though, in favor of the Chanticleers, a total of 64. Anything in the Cure Bowl on Friday night? Yeah, you know, I don't like to lay a lot of points in bowl games because, again, motivation's everything. And these teams know who's the favorite and who's the underdog. And I think underdogs may be more motivated in these football games. So um, sometimes experience comes down to that factor. Uh, Northern Illinois used to be a team that was at bowl games every year. But uh, this is a kind of a new uh, situation for them now. Great run, uh, great year. Uh, their defense has been outstanding, and that's the strength of their team. And Coastal Carolina, it's been all about offense. And they've been a double-digit favorite in every game but one this year. They are used to being in this situation. Uh, but they did fail to cover five of their last six games. So the number, I think, has caught up to them at a double-digit point spread. Team with a defense, that's uh, their game plan is uh, Northern Illinois. And um, they've been a slow-starting slow team this year. Not falling behind, but just, you know, their games have been low scoring. Eight of their nine games, the first quarter has gone under the total. Um, eight of the last nine. So I'm expecting a, a game that the total is just about right, but I think the number is a little too high. I like uh, Northern Illinois here plus the points, but it's barely barely a lean, though, because I did make the game eight and a half. Yeah, and it's uh, up to 11. So if you like the Huskies, you can go grab 11 here. Uh, at Circa, talking to Kenny White, of course, uh, at KWhiteyVegas on Twitter. Let's get to Saturday. And, you know, Kenny, this is one of the first plays that I made because of the news of Jacob Hayner uh, being out, and then he's coming back. So I don't feel great about my position. I got UTEP plus 10.5, uh, but that number is starting to shrink a little bit. It's now 11 here at Circa. You can get a 12.5. Uh, at other spots in town. So it's kind of all over the place a little bit. Uh, UTEP at uh, taking on Fresno State. I still think the motivation is for the Miners. They haven't played a bowl game, I think, since like the 80s. So it's uh, it's been a while. Uh, but what do your numbers say with UTEP taking on Fresno State? Uh, you know, Kalen DeBoer is gone, obviously. Uh, no longer with Fresno State going to Washington. Yeah, you know, the coach uh, leaving, I did a survey I've gone back all the way to 2006 and coaches that leave the university for a better job. Um, there, there's no, there's no trend that you can follow. It's, it's about 50%. So you you always think, well, the team's going to be let down. They're going to feel bad. They're not going to play well uh, because they they missed the coach or, Hey, they're going to step up and play a great game because they're going to show, they're going to show that coach that uh, he shouldn't have left this program. And um, you know what? It's it, th- there's, there's no rhyme or reason to it. So, uh, that that is something I can't even follow. Um, just because fact, there's no there's there's no quantitative value to it uh, that it's 50-50. Um, UTEP. Now, I just mentioned before we you know went into the games that I've tried to been trying to adjust stats for college football for the for the opponent that you played for so many years, and I think I came up with a, a very good. Finally, I think I've got the right you know percentage and number, and I and I based it more off of a like a, a bell curve and and the strength of the team. And so it's not across the board the same percentage. So after I finished it all, UTEP came up with one of the top 10 defenses in the league. And I said, oh, this is wrong. I, I got to scrap this. That can't be right. And then I went back and looked. And man, this UTEP defense has played very, very well. They are 29th in the country in yards per play allowed. So 
Um, but again, the strength of schedule didn't match up for me. Uh, they have only played three teams with a record over 500 or better. Um, Fresno State's had a great year on the road, 5-1 and one ATS this year. Uh, Fresno has the far better team. Um, but I think you're right, motivation-wise, and I really think there's something to this UTEP defense, uh, how well they've played down the stretch, that uh, the points uh, right here in this football game, I think there's value in the underdog in this game. All right, like to hear it. Uh, I will not try to void that bet. I'll just ride with it. I, I think UTEP could have a chance, and we'll see where that ultimately lands. Hey, Kenny, I know there's a bunch of other games you want to hit on, but we always like to get your favorite one. Uh, so whether it be, you know, on Saturday or maybe early next week before we talk to you uh, before Christmas, is there a game prior to, uh, you know, next next week uh, that uh, is really jumping out at you in the bowl season? Yeah, this Saturday, and I mentioned to it, we talked about it last week, yeah. and it's uh, the game I like the best. I think it's got the most value in it, and that's a Marshall plus the five. Uh, you might be able to get five and a half on the S game. This game has stayed steady. And as I mentioned before, coaches that leave, there's there's no quantitative value to it one way or another. But uh, Billy Napier stayed for the conference championship game. They won the conference championship game. They did what they wanted to do. And their reward was a bowl game in New Orleans, a place that all these kids have been many, many times before. And uh, a lot of them are from uh, the New Orleans area. So I just don't think it's a, a great prize for this football team. I think the, the Marshall team will be very focused. Obviously, Doc Holiday no longer there, and this guy had one of the best bowl records there is. But let's just say that's Marshall football, and Marshall football carries on, and uh, they will be businesslike in this game. I think the Thundering Herd wins this one straight up. Hey, Kenny, I love Logan Bonner, the uh, Utah State quarterback, through 36 touchdowns. 3,500 yards this year. Blake Anderson is an outstanding coach, came over from Arkansas State. I like Utah State on the money line versus Oregon State. You know, I think they have a chip on their shoulder. They won their conference championship game 46-13, to 13, and here they are, underdogs to the sixth-place Pac-12 team. Do you like my side on this, or are you leaning towards the Beavers? Yeah, well, you had to bring up Utah State. It's a sore subject for me because I had San Diego State against Utah State, <laughs> and I had and I had San Diego State of fifteen to one to win the Mountain West Conference, uh, which went down. But you're right, Blake Anderson's one of my favorite coaches, um, and I had Utah State to to finish second in in their side of the conference and uh, right behind Boise. But they played a little bit better than what I even thought they would play. Um, my number is right on this game, Sean. I lean a little bit to the over. I made Oregon State seven, but I. That's my flat out, that's all math, but I agree with you. I think the motivation would be on Utah State's side. Uh, Blake Anderson is uh, very experienced in bowl games. This will be his seventh bowl game in eight years, um, and I do lean to the total over. I made it 60, 69 and a half. Yeah, I, I think both teams will be motivated. I think Oregon State wants to be there. I think this is a, a game in Los Angeles. It's not, you know... No offense to the good people of Boise. This isn't the humanitarian bowl. It's at a brand new stadium. Uh, they haven't played in a bowl game in eight years. So I, I think both sides will be motivated. I like Oregon State in this spot. I laid I laid the seven. I took the uh, I took the bet here with Sean. So we will see. Uh, Kenny, before we run about forty five seconds, UAB BYU. I go back and forth. I kind of like BYU, but I, I certainly could be talked off of it. Uh, what do your numbers say about UAB BYU? Yeah, you know, I didn't, I'm, you know, guessing a lot of times when you're thinking about motivation, I just don't see this being a bowl that BYU is excited to be at. Uh, 
Alabama, Birmingham, uh, Clark, Bill Clark, one of one of my favorite coaches, a, a guy that stays there when the when the university decides to drop the football program and he stays aboard, and the job he's done has been simply amazing. Dylan Hopkins, their quarterback, uh, he's a stud. And I think yeah. UAB's defense is good, so I like UAB in the game. All right, there you go, Kenny White. He's the best. We always appreciate your time. Have a great weekend, Kenny. There he Thanks, is, guys. at KYD Vegas me. on Twitter. It's the Nightcap on Visa. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you are looking for sports betting conversation around your local team, well, guess what? Bet Rivers has you covered. We have CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA. Philly, Pittsburgh, and our guy Will Hill doing his thing with New York City. Subscribe today to your CityCast brought to you by Bet Rivers. It is the nightcap here on Beeson. Puckstradamus is not happy. What what bet did you want to make? Yeah, I should have taken the Ducks on the puck line. When I was looking at it, I don't know. Missed out. About 4-1. I mean, the game's not over, but... Sucks. I think you're a little bummed tonight. No, I just should have should have hammered that. Should have hammered. Ducks are really good. Cracking. Plan on the road. Ducks are rested. All systems should have been go. Huckstradamus, am I starting to doubt your uh, not at all your capabilities here? No, no, not at all. Okay. Um, just a quick check of what's happening around the league. Uh, Utah. Up 11, they were laying 13 and a half against the Clippers. They lead 108 to 97. Uh, Memphis leading Portland that one 96 to 85. Uh, that depending on where you looked, Portland won, Memphis won, and then uh, Sacramento leading Washington, uh, 105 to 96. And uh, Washington was the favorite in that one. We talked about it because Sean was sweating it out. Uh, Lakers on the money line came home. Needed overtime. Yep. Uh, the cover goes to the Dallas Mavericks, but for our guy, Sean, who cares? Took the money line. Austin Reeves, big three-pointer there late in that game. Total does stay under 107-104, the final score, as the Lakers get the win over the Dallas Mavericks. No Luka Doncic. Uh, depending on where you got it, uh, you could have middled it, uh, potentially, uh, as it closed three and a half and certainly had some opportunities earlier to grab the Lakers laying one or two. Um, we forgot to hit on them. We talked a lot about the uh, the COVID situation going on in the NFL, and I think you mentioned it, Sean, um, but we haven't discussed it. DeAndre Hopkins done for the year. For the regular season. For the Arizona Cardinals. I thought he was done for. No, I think they just said the rest of the regular season. Okay, yeah. so we will see. Hopefully for Cardinal uh, for the Cardinal faithful, that he will be back for uh, for the postseason. But, you know, for DeAndre Hopkins to be missing the regular season here, uh, dealing with uh, a sprained knee that he suffered on Monday night, you look at those odds, 
They're still massive favorites to win the division. Uh, went from 800, minus 800 to minus 700. Uh, for the Cardinals, what you saw on Monday night, losing to the Rams, they've now split that series. But the Cardinals, uh, if they win out, obviously they win the division. Uh, they've got a you know, better record inside the division. Rams have got a couple losses there. Uh, do you think the Rams, because you're not high on the Rams. Not at all. So are the Cardinals safe to win the NFC West? Yeah. Home with the alarm system on. Okay. And he's just sitting back there with his uh, yeah. Cliff Kingsbury sitting back. He's comfortable. He's just waiting for the ring to send an alert to the phone. At the Lions this weekend, Colts at Cowboys, home to the Seahawks. Uh, they are 4-1 and one in division. So they're in a good spot, obviously, with the uh, – with the Rams, they've already got a couple of in-division losses. But, you know, overall big picture when it comes to the Arizona Cardinals. Is there a big gap in your mind between the Packers and the Bucks and the Cards? Yes. Not talent-wise, but experience-wise and consistency-wise. Mm-hmm. I just think you trust Brady and you trust Rodgers a lot more then at this point in his career, you'll trust Kyler on the road. Because right now, if the playoffs started, if Arizona ended up playing Tampa or Green Bay, they'd have to fly across country. It'd be either in Tampa or in Wisconsin. So I think that's a huge advantage. I also think the more experienced quarterback, the more experienced football team, he resides in Green Bay and in Tampa. And here's what's alarming for me. Without DeAndre Hopkins, they're not overly explosive in the passing game. Now, Zach Ertz is a good player. Christian Kirk has made plays. I'm not saying they're devoid of talent, but DeAndre Hopkins is the matchup nightmare that makes the passing game go. And when he's not available, I think they kind of become one-dimensional, and so now you're depending on James Conner. You know, Who's been great. Yeah, uh, against average at best run defenses. In my opinion, you get to Tampa. Tampa's got one of the best run defenses in the National Football League. Are you banking on James Conner dominating that Bucks defense in a playoff game down at Ray J? I don't think so. Yeah, I, that secondary that Sam, I mean that uh, Matthew Stafford just lit up on national TV. They're going to stop Brady when Antonio Brown added to the mix of Chris Godwin, who seems to be catching twenty-five balls a game. People talking about Cooper Cup. Like Chris Godwin, second half of the season, has I mean, turned into a beast. Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski. Oh, um, I, I don't disagree. Leonard Fournette is starting to heat up. I mean, I just think that's too much for Arizona this year. I just, I, I would prefer, and this is going to be contrary to what you want, obviously. I want. What else say it? Green Bay to get the one seed. You're a hater. Why? I don't, I don't have a dog in the fight. So then why would you say that? Because I do work in Wisconsin. I want people to win. Because I would prefer to watch. You live in Vegas. Yeah, I do work in Wisconsin. That's via the phone. Via. Find people in Milwaukee. I travel there multiple times a year. But if you do the work via phone, why, the why, phone works if the so team why, plays in Tampa. Why am I a hater? I don't care about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's blasphemy. I care about the 2000 Tampa Bay Buccaneers because you were on them. 
Why do I care about the 2020? Well, you care box? because I care. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times I don't want to watch what my children want to watch, but because I want to spend time with them, I sit there and act engaged. But I would. And, and so by, from now on, we're talking way, about the Bucks. I, I act engaged. I don't. As a sports fan, Does I that would compare you to my children. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I would much rather. You got you got started early. <laughs> if I'm your child. Uh I would much rather see in late January a game at Lambeau Field like we saw last we, we, year. Okay, so now let's see one in, in Ray J. Why do I want to see it in Raymond James? What? So I could see. I saw the Super Bowl there. Well, listen. We proved that we could go to Green Bay last year and win an NFC championship Buccaneers, game. Let them prove they can come to Tampa this year. And there were it. no fans last year. Point? That's a little different. Buccaneers aren't losing at home. So, so then I definitely want I, the games to be in Rachel. Yeah, so I want I want have a Bucks to win the Super Bowl ticket. So I want Bay. the Bucks to have the easiest route there possible. Oh man, could I, I? I I how dare I bet you know cheer against any of your tickets because you just on a regular basis cheer against my tickets. It's not true. Uh, yes, just check the tape from I don't know last night. Hater. I told you what I'm doing. Absolute hater. Um. Todd McShay came out with a mock draft today. We're getting to that I actually time. I thought this was pretty good. Mock season. I, I think Todd does a tremendous job breaking things down. I think there's a lot of smart people out there. He works hard. Uh, yourself included. Um, his number one overall pick, I think, su- might surprise some. And we've got odds uh, to uh, that that are corresponding to it. He has Aiden Hutchinson going number one to Detroit. And Kayvon Thibodeau going number two to Houston. Those are the two favorites. Uh, depending on where you look, you can get a little bit more money on uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. I'm pulling that up right now. Actually, you can get Aiden Hutchinson at plus 140 at DraftKings right now to be the number one pick. I know you're going to do a little bit more deeper dive on this. and And a lot of the betting on the draft is not... I mean, your analysis is going to be spot on, mm-hmm. and there are going to be teams going to that think that way. Opposite. However, you need to really follow the the tea leaves and the reporting. So that's you know what it all comes down to to make money. So I'd be fascinated you, to see between these two if this is the way a team goes. So this is a no-brainer, cannot-miss pick. It makes sense. You add, hopefully, some revenue. That will be generated by Michigan fans that want to follow one of the most storied players in the recent history. Also, a member of their first Big Ten championship, Michigan team in quite some time, and Aiden Hutchinson. But I'm going to tell you this, the value on that board, Matt Corral 11-1. Get it right now. He's going to kill this process, starting with the bowl game, Detroit will not be able to pass on the best quarterback in the draft. I'm telling you, take Matt Corral at 11-1 to right now because it will only go down from here. All right. I, I think that's the way you have to go. Detroit needs a quarterback, and one of those quarterbacks is going to start going up and up on the board. That's Sean. I'm Tim. It's the nightcap. You're on PC. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
The College Bowl season starts this Friday, and VEASAN has got you covered with our all-new Bowl Betting Guide. Get matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. Whether you're betting on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a few high-value spots to bet this bowl season, the VEASAN College Bowl Betting Guide can help you give an edge. Get your digital copy today for only $19.99. Head over to VEASAN.com slash bowl guide. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. That gentleman right there played at Tulane. Found out was not Conference USA Player of the Year in 1998. What's the statute of limitations on like contesting like an award? I mean, we've got you've got three hours every night, so I think there is no statute. Someone and shout out to uh, Kodiak Jedi, guy named Kevin Carlson, just tweeted me at Real Sean King a highlight of my Gibbs High School days. I've been looking. Everywhere for about the last four or five years trying to find the Vision Cable Game of the Week stuff from when I played at Gibbs. I can't find it anywhere. So, Kevin Carlson, anyone else out there, if you're listening, I'm looking for, what would that be, 1994-95 Gibbs High varsity football games. If anybody can help me out, (laughs) I'd appreciate it. All right. I had a box with all of them in it, and I've moved probably seven times in my life. And one of those got lost in the shuffle. Yeah, and I can't find them. Someone's selling those, Sean King. You know what we need to do? Can you, since you've got the this fresh. This is a heck of a throw in the rain, too. Can you do me a favor? Maybe. Can we get a two lane helmet for the set? Absolutely. And how about, I want a two lane helmet for, I want, I want a Sean King. Yeah. Autograph. I want that in my office. I need a two-lane helmet in my office. Can you make that helmet yes. happen? Yes. All right. Call your people. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. I don't want any two-lane gear. I mean, I would. I, well, would, I, hadn't on I would appreciate it. But I want a helmet in my office mm-hmm. when I do my radio hit in Milwaukee every day. I'll stare at a two-lane signed helmet, and you could say you brought me back the Puxodamus Disney hat. So. Mm-hmm. I'll think about it. You know some people. I'll think about it. Um, You could find Sean on Twitter, at RealSeanKing. I was on fire today. And yesterday, uh, I put out on Twitter, uh, Memphis plus three and a half. He didn't see that because he says, "Uh, you know, I'm never on Twitter. Well, apparently you were on Twitter a lot today. So what was firing you up? You were... You are tweeting up a storm today. Well, first of all, it's National Signing Day. It is. So it's like kind of a unique... Opportunity to reach out to the masses and congratulate young men and women, you know, because they're more than just football. Sure. Signing day that happens today. A lot of times the high schools combine all of their senior athletes that are signing to go to uh, college and continue their education and athletic pursuits. And it should be a great experience. One of the things that started, and it's pretty much only a football deal for the most part. Is guys putting multiple hats on the table mm-hmm. and throwing the hats of the schools that they decided not to attend. And I think that's very distasteful. I think it's very disrespectful. And I think as they get older, they will regret it. So I sent out a PSA today. Listen, a wonderful opportunity for you to go to college, play sports, 
Get an education for free. There are multiple schools that have given you an opportunity to pursue your dreams. They've invested time, money, and a lot of effort and to try and convince you to go to their school. If you decide to go to another school, that's fine. But have some class. You can have the hats on the table. I, I, listen, my dream is that little Sean, my oldest son, mm-hmm. and Ashton, my youngest son, are good enough to at least play FBS college football. And I'm telling you, those hats will be on the table, and this is exactly how it's going to go. First of all, I'd like to thank every university that thought enough of me to offer me an opportunity to go to that university. Unfortunately, I cannot attend all of these universities. However, I have decided that this is a university I will attend and pick the hat up and put the hat on your head. That's the classy way to handle that situation because it's a long time between signing day and college graduation. Especially with the portal. And it's a reason that 2,700 kids are in that transfer portal. And not one of them on signing day, when they were throwing those hats, thought that the hat I picked, everything wasn't going to be just like paradise. And you know what happens when it doesn't work? Yeah, those hats that you were throwing on the ground. Now you, hey, coach, are y'all looking at this position? I had it happen to me. Did you? I had a kid that threw the South Florida hat. Called me about a year later, and I said, you know what? I took it personal when you threw that hat. It was almost like you were throwing it at me. And he said, what do you mean, coach? I said, you know how much time I took away from my family to try and convince you that South Florida was the place to come, and you disrespected that effort by taking it and throwing it on the floor. So I'm going to go and fill this scholarship with a young man that respects this process just a little tad bit more. And I think that's the messaging that needs to get out. Now, what was appalling was the amount of adults that commented on my post and were in favor of the kids throwing the hats. That was shocking. But then you understand you know, why the country in some ways is headed in the direction that it is. If I would have thrown a hat, my dad would have socked me in the head. <laughs> Right up there in front of the entire auditorium. Uh, we've got some breaking news. Uh-oh. Urban Meyer out in Jacksonville. Let me call Charlie. <laughs> Adam Schefter has reported after less than one year in Jacksonville, Urban Meyer out as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Did he quit to get fired? We do not know yet. Uh, that was the, I read ver- verbatim right there, the tweet uh, from Adam Schefter saying that Urban Meyer is out. Uh, Ian Rappaport now is saying that he has been fired. And <laughs> I can't say you're surprised. Uh, Shad Khan, the owner of the Jaguars, it seemed like Sean was holding on, trying to not fire Urban Meyer. But the stories just keep on coming out. Can we get a play in on the Jags? I'm all over the Jags now. Plus the four? Oh, yeah. Late in the four? Yeah, I love the Jags now. <laughs> yeah, I love the Jags. Oh, yeah. I am pro Jaguars. Yes. Right now, go online. Go to whatever betting apparatus that you use. Play the Jags right now. They will play their best game of the season. 
Did they name Charlie Strong the interim? Still just kind of coming out. All we know is what a, what that a he has been dog. fired. He got fired at 12.30? It's midnight, yeah. 12.30, and he gets fired. Hold on, I got to text my guys on the Jacksonville station. We got to get on there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, 10.10 XL. Yeah, Here gotta, you go, we gotta, live. We got to use this to promote the nightcap. Um, right now, it is Jacksonville minus 3.5. I'd be curious to see what the line ultimately does here. I, I don't disagree, man. I think this is this is a spot where everybody's going to be on Houston as a three-and-a-half-point home or road dog. It's just funny. Week one, the world was on Jacksonville. You and I were not. You and I played Houston in that spot. They win it outright. They crush them. And now I think the world's going to be on Houston here catching points. I think Jacksonville certainly could be, uh, certainly could be live. But uh, Urban Meyer fired as the head coach wow. of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Signed a five-year deal back in January to take over this program. And, it, I mean, it was a disaster from the outset, man. I mean, the Tebow situation, the, you know. Was it the kicker? The extra. The finally. I guess. It's a camel. That the the straw, straw that, that broke, broke the, the camel's, camel's back. Fight. The Lambeau story today that he kicked him and uh, said some derogatory things to Josh Lambeau. That story came out today. Uh, you had, you know, the reports heading into the weekend. And another elite college coach, Sean, he's, fails miserably in the NFL. Stop hiring these tyrants. I'm just telling you, man, this... I just wish people could experience all sides of the game of football. Player, coach, fan. It's just These guys, man, they have absolute power when they're successful in any small college towns. And when you get to a platform as large as the NFL, where guys ask you why and you have to have a legitimate response, they can't handle it. Now he'll have plenty of time to hang out in Columbus, Ohio. You won't have to worry about catching a, a team charge. <laughs> Urban Meyer out as the head coach of the Jaguars. More on that on the other side here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Save 50% off an VSIN All Access subscription for the rest of the football season with our big game special. Get access to our in depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits showing you where the money is going on every game. Sign up today, and you'll also get our daily best bet emails, weekly betting guides, 24 7 video, plus that brand new. College Bowl Betting Guide, covering every bowl game. This special, only 39 bucks. Head over to vcin.com slash subscribe or vcin.com slash Super Bowl. Alongside Sean King, I'm Tim Murray, someone who will not be coaching in the Super Bowl. Uh, that would be Urban Meyer. As we went to break, the breaking news 
Urban Meyer has been fired as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jam- uh, Jaguars. Uh, we do have a statement. We will get to that in just a moment. Uh, but Josh Lambeau, the latest to pile on the uh, saga that was Urban Meyer's tenure as the head coach of the Jaguars. I mean, I just, I, one of my favorite uh, moments was when he drafted uh, ETN, I think 24th overall, and called him a third down back. Because that's what you do in the NFL. You draft third down backs in the first round. But, <laughs> oh man. Uh, and uh, Aaron Oster was letting us know as, as different things are flying around Twitter. Bobby Petrino, he lasted uh, a glorious 13 games in Atlanta. Had a better record. Petrino didn't get fired. He left. He snuck out. Yeah, he left a note. <laughs> I'm out. Going to Louisville. Deuces. I'm out of here. Urban Meyer has been fired. That uh, still is the funniest press conference ever. With the neck When Petrino got beat up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, he got a uh, yeah, like uh, motorcycle Like accident. I said, he got beat up. <laughs> All right. Uh, Shad Khan, here you go. After deliberation over many weeks in a Ooh, thorough... That's a big word. Hold on, start over. After deliberation... <laughs> over, Say that slowly. <laughs> over many weeks and a thorough analysis of the entirety of Urban's tenure with our team, I am bitterly disappointed to arrive at the conclusion that an immediate change is imperative for everyone. I informed Urban of the change this evening. As stated in October... Regaining our trust and respect was essential. Regrettably, it did not happen. Trent Balky continues as our general manager and will work with Daryl to ensure that our team will be inspired and competitive while representing Jacksonville proudly over our final four games of the season. Daryl, meaning Daryl Bevel, who will step in as the interim coach. I mean, how many six-syllable words were in that paragraph? It didn't take all that, Mr. Khan. All you had to write, all you had to tweet was, we hired the wrong guy. (laughs) Fans, I won't make this mistake again. That would have been sufficient. Oh, in spirit of closure and recharging our players, staff, and fan base, I will not comment further until some point following the conclusion of the NFL season. I'll be honest with you, I've met Urban before. He came off as very cocky. He's condescending. You know, almost like a God complex sort of deal. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to kind of remind him, you know, I'm a Super Bowl champ too, big dog. You know, I went undefeated <laughs> in college too, partner. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I, mean, <laughs> I can pay for my steak just like you pay for yours, uh. big dog. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I just tweeted this out, and hopefully it wasn't too harsh. Here's what I said. Sometimes guys get fired for losing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes guys get fired for not winning enough. Urban got fired for being a jerk. Shaking my head. Because if he just was a normal person and all these stories about him antagonizing situations, mm-hmm. him berating people, him talking down to people, did not happen, he would still be the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The interesting thing will be, uh, well, uh, deliberation, uh, agonization. Uh, when you, <laughs> with all the words, Mr. Collins used the key. When he was going through his uh, dictionary, I wanted to define with cause. 
Because I know right now his attorneys are trying to figure out how we can not be on the hook for all of the money that Urban's owed. Well, and that's the thing, you know, we, we all kind of wondered, Urban, is he trying to get fired like George Costanza and Seinfeld? Or I mean, was Shad Khan going to pull the trigger? Um, you know, our uh, you had mentioned it, and uh, VEASAN's own Brady Cannon just mentioned it too. I tend to agree. Um, I think the Jags might be a bet-on team this weekend. I think there is relief inside that locker room that urban is gone and i'd be curious to see where this goes uh right now here at circa it's three and a half minus 105 so it's juice to houston if this gets the three i might have to bite well first of all no one really knows yet it is one o'clock in the morning on the east coast was friday morning now I mean, people are asleep. They'll figure this out in the morning when they wake up. Yeah. So we kind of have an advantage. Was he sleeping? How I mean, much cash you got on you? Let's pool all of our resources and go bet everything we have on the Jags minus four. Well, no, it's three and a half, and I think it's going oh, to three th- and a half. And I think better. it's going to three. Even better. It's juiced. It's juiced to three and a half. I think it's going to three. Really? Uh, yeah. We'll see. I'm all on. I'm all on the Jags now. I mean. You know what a he got, he you know what a cloud that just cleared? Yeah. Have you ever like had a big event and you had this grandiose idea to have the event outside? And all of a sudden on the day of the event, you guys wake up and you're preparing and it's like, oh my God, it's gonna rain. Yeah, and then all of wedding. a right, and then all of a sudden, like the cloud clears and you're like, Phew. the players don't know Urban got fired yet. Well, the ones that are out in the club do. But the ones that are home with their families and sleep, they don't know they don't have a coach yet. When they wake up in the morning and they try to figure out why they got 265 yeah. missed, like, why is, missed texts. Why so many people texting me? You know what they're all going to do? They're going, thank God. People going to be laughing in the building tomorrow. I mean, all jovial. People actually might eat breakfast in the cafeteria. Instead of in their locker. See, that's what happens inside of an NFL organization. When things aren't going right, when there's a lot of tension, when there's a lot of angst, animosity, sometimes it's from losing, sometimes something happened off the field that no one wants to talk about. You don't eat like in the common areas. You get your plate and you go in like your locker. That's like my safe space. Like, leave me alone. Nobody talk to me. Man, the entire team in the cafeteria in the morning. Oh, they got bacon? Let me give us that French toast. Mr. Khan might even show up. Him and his mustache? He's actually a really good dude. Him and his son. I met them both. Really, really good people. I wish them nothing but the best. Yeah. They deserve it. They have big plans for Jacksonville. Like their whole redevelopment project they want to do surrounding the stadium downtown there. You know, they want to get that community all the way locked in. They want to do great things. This got to stop hiring tyrants. 14 games. 14 <laughs> Games and uh, the article on ESPN.com just. Uh, he should have just. Stayed oh, I'm in sorry. I, I apologize. I gave him a little too much credit. Thirteen games. Yeah, he should have just stayed in Columbus. Oh, that after, night after the after Bengals the game. Yeah, yeah just stayed. Great in Columbus. wins. No, they lost. Right? Didn't they yeah, lose? Yeah, like they lose because it was went, a close yeah, loss. Because he made the bad decision in yeah. before the half. Close loss. Yeah. They lost in uh, overtime. Uh, it's just a reminder. January 14th, hired. 
He uh, hires the strength coach from Iowa uh, (laughs) who had been accused of making racist remarks and belittling and bullying players. He resigned a day later. Signed Tim Tebow. Uh, They were fined as an organization $200,000 and then $100,000. He was uh, for excessive contact in a June 1st OTA. He was having Trevor Lawrence split reps with Gardner Minshew and then traded Gardner Minshew. (laughs) I mean, it's unbelievable. And then the most recent story that comes out. So I I think to, to, to wrap it all up, I agree with Sean. I agree with Brady, who just tweeted it out. I think the Jags are bet on this weekend, man. <laughs> see how they do. They're a favorite right now. We'll see where that line goes. Mentioned here at Circa, it's uh, juiced slightly to the uh, to Houston, plus 3.5, minus 115. If it gets down to three, man, I think you got to take a nibble on the Jags. The Jags trying to trick the people. They just fired their head coach at 1230 <laughs> Eastern. Oh, we got him. Just drop that out there. What's that called? Like a news dump? News dump. Yeah. All right. I appreciate you guys. That's going to do it for our show. I had fun. Thanks to Ryan Harris. Thanks to Brad Evans. Thanks to Kenny White. Thanks to Aaron Oster, our producer. Everyone else behind the scenes. Urban Meyer out as the head coach of the Jags. Much more on that coming up with Scott Seidenberg and the look ahead right here on Visa. 